This is the Heartland Daily Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Heartland Daily Podcast. I'm Lenny Jarrett, Director of the Education Center at the Heartland Institute and host of today's edition of the podcast. Today's guest is Andrew Campanella, President of National School Choice Week, the largest public awareness effort in the U.S. focusing on opportunity in K-12 education. Andrew has actually written a new book. The title is The School Choice Roadmap, Seven Steps to Finding the Right School for Your Child. And I believe that's going to be released in January, right, Andrew? That is right. Thanks for having me on. It's released in January, but available for pre-order right now. Excellent. So, yeah, if you've after listening to this podcast, you guys can go buy the pre-order the book right now. So, Andrew, this book, uh, I know you do National School Choice Week, and this book with the title sounds like it's a straight offshoot out of what National School Choice Week does. So can you tell us a little bit about the book and a kind of an overview of what the seven steps actually are? Absolutely. So we have been doing National School Choice Week, if you can believe it, for almost 10 years now. And we've grown from 150 events and activities back in 2011 to what we hope will be 50,000 events and activities this coming National School Choice Week, January 2020. And throughout the last nine years, I have heard from so many families who have told me that they are eager to choose their children's schools or learning environments. And they know a lot about their kids. They're experts about what their children want and need, but they need a little bit more information about pursuing the school search process, how to start, when to start, what to ask, things like that. So I decided, why not write a book about this? Why not write a practical, jargon-free book that gives parents literally a roadmap to helping them find a school or learning environment that meets their individual child's needs? And so that's what I did, and I talked to more than 300 parents who have gone through the school search process and dozens of schools to write what I hope will be a helpful book for families. It sounds like it's, it really is going to be useful. Because, uh, school choice has been growing every single year, as you can see by your National School Choice Week events. And, yeah, I'm hoping, too, that you're well over 50,000 events this coming year. So that would be a lot of fun to have that many events. So you mentioned Well, we early- are super excited for it, and we want to encourage everybody, whether you're an individual family or you're an organization or you're a homeschool co-op, go on our website, which is school website, which is schoolchoiceweek.com. You can sign up for your free yellow flea scarves and other materials so you can plan an activity or an event. It could be something as small as a discussion in your own home, or it could be something as large as a celebration uh, at a local theater. It's really up to you. Uh, yeah, I've had events here in Illinois, and they've been absolutely a lot of fun. As, uh, you guys came through here a few years ago to Union Station in Chicago, where we had, I don't remember how many, several thousand kids there, and the yellow scarves were everywhere. It was so, so much fun. 
I was there. I remember that. That was a lot of fun. And that was our whistle stop train tour, which was something we did in our second and third years. And this year we're going to have more than 50 giant events in big cities across the country in addition to 25,000 events at schools, individual celebrations held at community centers by chambers of commerce, and movie screenings held at individual families' homes. So it's going to be a lot of fun and also, most importantly, educational, so that people can discover the options that are available for their children's education, whether it's public, charter, private, magnet, online, or home education. We recognize and celebrate them all, or if it's somebody who wants to raise awareness about the importance and benefits of having more choices in education, they can use School Choice Week as a platform to do that. Right. You and I have been working this in School Choice for a while now, but can you tell our listeners actually why school choice and education choice are so important to families? Absolutely. Every child is unique, and every child has unique interests. What might be a great learning environment or school for one student might not be a good fit for a student who lives right next door. And so we recognize and celebrate diversity and variety in every other aspect of American life. We choose everything. If you go to the grocery store, you're constantly choosing. By the time we hit noon each day, we've made dozens of individual decisions about what we want to do that day. And in some cases, we decide things we want to do for the rest of our lives. So when it comes to education, we need to have the same level, type, and variety of choices that we do in every other aspect of our lives. And school choice is simply a recognition of that. And it's letting parents decide right learning environments for their kids based on the instruction strategies that work for their children, based on what their kids are interested in, based on the environments where they learn the most in, based on places where parents think their kids will be safest, happiest, and most likely to succeed. You mentioned earlier that part of the struggle for some parents is just not having enough information. What, uh, what are some of the parents telling you on what, are, what is the information they need to actually be able to make an informed choice? Parents are more than qualified to make good choices for their children's education, and they don't need their hands held throughout the school search process. So I want everybody to know whether it's you're considering participating in School Choice Week or checking out the book, which is called The School Choice Roadmap, Seven Steps to Finding the Right School for Your Child. Neither of these efforts or you know, School Choice Week or the book are going to hold your hand through the process because parents don't need their hands held, but they do want ideas and they do want tips on how best to navigate the process. So what parents tell me they want to know is, what are some of the questions that I should ask when I visit a school to make sure I get an answer that will be a legitimate answer so I know that I can evaluate schools carefully? Give me more information, they ask me, about the specific types of schools. In the education reform community, we talk a lot about nitty-gritty details, like what makes a charter school different than a traditional public school? What is the level of education in terms of the theme at a magnet school uh, compared to the other subjects that are taught. Most parents want to know, first question they ask me, well, is that type of school free? And can I get there? And 
you know, are there test requirements to get my child in? So we need to get through those questions before we can get into the whole search process. And that's what the book does, and that's what we try to do at School Choice Week. Give people the information that we know they ask us the most. Right, and there's many different reasons why parents want to choose a different school. A lot of it's education opportunity. One of the things that's popping up a lot now that I hear too is, are the schools safe? And they really are worried about the safety of their child. Did you hear any of that when you were doing the interviews with some of the parents? Absolutely. In fact, every parent has a different set of things they want from a school or learning environment. And in the book, you can go through sort of a self-assessment where you circle what's a top priority for you or what's not a priority for you. There are four things that I believe are needs that every parent has said to me. The first is they need their child to be in a school or learning environment where they will learn. That is very important. That's what education is all about. The second thing is they need their child to be in a school or learning environment where they are safe. The third is they need their child to be in a school or learning environment where there is a culture of mutual respect, where a parent's information, knowledge, expertise, and rights about their own child are respected. And the fourth is they want their child to be in a learning environment or a school where the child has the best chance of success and happiness. So those four needs are almost universal to every family, and safety is essential. And so parents look at safety and evaluate whether a school will be safe in different ways. Some people prefer to make sure that a school has been hardened and make sure that uh, there can't be an intrusion uh, from someone who would create violence. Other people look at safety as a matter of bullying mitigation and prevention. It really depends on what is going on in your community, and it also depends on what's going on in your child's life. But safety is absolutely essential. Right, which, again, boils down to what you were talking about earlier, Parents know best what their child needs based on how they've grown up, how they learn. And when you get into a one-size-fits-all system, it's really hard to get that individualization that children really need because they are all individuals. That's exactly right. And research shows that for some children, the discipline policy, for example, at a school, if it's too lax, impacts their learning. But for other students a too strict discipline policy will impact their learning negatively as well. So it really depends on what your child responds to. And so what I was doing when I started writing this book is trying to find definitive research about some of these things. And what I found was if you have a preconceived notion about something, you can find research and education to back it up. (laughs) And to me, that demonstrates even more the importance of school choice, (laughs) letting parents make these decisions. Because if we're in an environment where everybody's got a study and everybody's got research that they can point to and say, see, look, smaller class sizes are better, or no, look, a seminar-style class with a great teacher is more important, then we're not arguing to get anywhere. We're just trying to prove a point. What we need to do is pick for individual kids, let parents choose for individual kids because they will know what their child needs more than a bureaucrat does. Right. So kind of essentially what your book is doing is getting to the root of everything and allowing parents to get past the 
the education jargon or the school or the marketing jar- jargon even to get to what their child really needs then. Exactly. I, in a nutshell, want parents to recognize that no one knows more about their children than they do. They are the experts. And no amount of education speak or jargon should ever dissuade them for, from pursuing the school search process because they are truly in a better position to make these decisions than anyone else on this planet. And I want them to feel empowered to harness the power of their own intuition to make these decisions for their kids. And throughout the process, I provide them tips on how they can make the most of the process. And so I'm excited about the book because I'm not telling people to follow a certain path. I'm creating, hopefully, a good roadmap that will get them to whatever destination they have identified they want to be at. And it might be different for every family. Yeah, it actually probably will be different for every family. I can just tell you from my personal experience, my two daughters, both of them learn differently. My one daughter liked to, well, she liked the classroom style, which we still we homeschooled, but she wanted to watch the video, watch the teacher lecturing. That's how, how she learned. My youngest daughter wanted to go straight to the textbooks. She would just go read the textbooks and learn. And that's the same thing. Every family has those same type of learners. Every kid's going to learn in a different pace and a different way. Exactly. And something that I find incredibly exciting and interesting that I've had the privilege of being able to see firsthand through my work at School Choice Week, and then because we scheduled so many different discussions with school leaders in the writing of this book, is that some schools might look the same, but what happens in schools is radically different from one school to another. And so I profiled and wrote about some of these schools that inspired me in this book. And I talked about, for example, a school in Illinois where kids don't even have to raise their hands to ask a question, and they get great student results. And then you have another school, uh, one in Minnesota, that has a stricter uh, standard for, for student discourse and uh, is more rigid in their in their direct instruction style, and yet they also get great results. So every child is unique, but every school is unique too. And so I hope that what people take away from this book is that there are so many different reasons why parents might want to choose a school or learning environment for their child. And I say learning environment because I don't ever want homeschooling to be forgotten about. And there's so many different ways that a school can be structured to address what a child needs. And there's so many different curricula, uh, resources, books, teaching styles, things like that, um, that a school could employ. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Every, I mean, as a, that's a good point about every school actually being unique as well as every student being unique because they truly are. It's based on, you know, who the leadership is, who the teachers are. Everything kind of all kind of lay, lays that groundwork and formulation for how the school is going to operate and how then how the kids are going to learn that way. That's exactly right. And one of the things that I've noticed from schools that I find most inspirational is strong leadership, a principal or a head of school or an executive director who can clearly identify to anybody who asks, whether it's somebody walking uh, you know, past the school on the street or a member of their board of directors, what the school's strengths are, what makes the school unique, and where the school is headed as it relates to student learning. And these things are important. And and schools that that inspire me most have these leaders who 
uh, can can explain those things, and also they teach their staff and they work with their staff and they empower their staff to also be able to share that school's values with the outside world. Do you happen to share any stories in your book of some of the students and parents that have chosen a different avenue or just their experience and how they came about looking for a different school? Absolutely. In fact, the book took quite a while to write because I was talking to so many parents and also school leaders. And so there are a lot of quotes uh, from individual families who share their experiences. And what you'll see when you read the book is there are quotes from families who say, my child was struggling so much in one school that he or she was going to drop out or not be successful or is depressed or was unhappy. We switched our child to a different school. And because we did that, our child graduated with honors as a valedictorian, uh, is now pursuing college. We, I profile families. I also talk about people who've started schools, moms who struggle to find good schools for kids, for example, who have special learning needs. And because they couldn't find a school for their son or daughter, they decided to create one. And now that school is serving dozens of other students as well. So I hope people will not only learn more about how they can pursue the process, but be as inspired as I was when I talked to some of these amazing families and amazing schools, because I came away with a feeling that education in our country uh, is a lot more diverse and filled with a lot more variety than anybody in the mainstream news media gives it credit for. Oh, that's absolutely true. So such the stories I've heard the same thing. I see that all the time, too, and that you're absolutely right. Yeah, we have a lot more diverse learning environment and a lot more just diverse culture that that helps people educate differently, just kind of all of that. It's just it's a great microcosm of our country as a whole that people really need to look at a lot more. And I'm glad you've got some of that in your book so people can see some of these stories and kind of learn about, realize there are differences and there's a lot of diversity out here if they just open their eyes and look. That's exactly right. And you know what? People should not write off any one school or type of school from their list if they're looking at different schools for their kid because they think of things like, well, my child might not get accepted there or we might not be able to afford it. I want you to create a big list of schools that you can look at. And if you want to get your child in, find out if it's a private school, for example, find out about scholarships, find out about state-supported tax credit or scholarship programs. Remember that district schools through open enrollment and charter schools have to enroll every student who applies as long as there is space without any testing requirements. They are free. 75% of public magnet schools, which are theme-based schools, have no testing or academic requirements. Online public schools are free and have no testing requirements. And in every state, parents can homeschool their kids. So don't eliminate certain schools from your list because you may have heard something about them. Do some of the research yourself. You will find, hopefully, you have many more options than you initially thought. Oh, exactly. When I have to even talk to legislators, it's the same thing. I have to tell that to them. It's like, just because you have one local school, there's a whole lot of other options out there if you just look. And that's, the, you know, even legislators need to learn and understand that as well. So, Exactly. And within these options, there are more options. 
and there's a chapter of the book that is called Options Within Options, I think, and it talks about things like, well, where do alternative schools fit into the equation? What about STEM schools? What about schools that, that focus on just all girls or all boys? Uh, what about schools that uh, focus on foreign languages? There are lots of different options and that are kind of nested in all different types of schools out there. So it all depends on where you live, too. That's another thing I want to mention. You know, you could live in an area that has a lot of options and a lot of choice mechanisms, policies that are created to empower families to choose, or you could live in an environment uh, or an area, rather, where there are fewer options. And so throughout the book, there are state scorecards where you can find out, okay, are there a lot of open enrollment options for district schools? Are charter schools available and widely available? Uh, are there a lot of magnet schools in the area? Things like that. Right. And as you said before, if there's not an option around, start your own. In some cases, you can, and I also want to encourage parents to consider homeschooling if you're yep. in an environment where you've looked around at your options and you've said, you know what, none of these are going to work. What are we going to do? First of all, make sure you've checked out online schooling. Um, second of all, consider homeschooling. And remember that if you want to homeschool your kids, you don't have to mimic what you see every day in school. You can create your own learning path and learning environment. Some of the most successful homeschooling families that I talk to have created some fascinating ways to educate kids in uh, even if they work full time or even if they they need to to do more lessons on the weekends, things like that. Families make it work. And when they do, hardly anybody says, I wish I had not done that. Most people are grateful that they did and they wish they they had started sooner. The other thing is uh, people say that all the time about regardless of the type of school they choose. They wish they had discovered these types of schools sooner. Right. I know a single mom that's actually homeschooling here in Illinois. I think she's actually just about the kids should be about to ready to graduate now. But you know, even a single family, a single parent family can make it work because they don't have to sit down and do it the same way the traditional schools do it. Exactly. You do not have to mimic what happens in a bricks and mortar school when you are homeschooling your child, just like when you send your child to online school. <clears throat> There's a lot more flexibility built in. Um, people can learn at their own pace and uh, progress at their own pace as well. So consider those things as you look at your options. Yep. So tell everybody, when is National School Choice Week in 2020? It is January 26th through February 1st, 2020. And the reason it takes place in the coldest part of winter is because we want people to use that week to discover options for their kids. If you want to choose a different school for your child, or if you want to choose your child's first school or learning environment, you need to start early. You cannot wait until summer break to choose a school for the upcoming school year. So start the process during School Choice Week. If you want, grab a copy of the book, The School Choice Roadmap, Seven Steps to Finding the Right School for Your Child, and start pursuing the process. It'll give you more than enough time to make that choice in advance of the 2020-2021 school year. So, And can you tell our listeners what's your website where they could actually come and look about how to pre-order the book or how to share what the book is and share with other people so other people can learn about your book? Sure. Well, you can go to schoolchoiceroadmap.com. That's schoolchoiceroadmap.com. It's also available for pre-order on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble, on IndieBound, and on a ton of other websites out there. 
And I also want to give a plug for our School Choice Week website. Go there and get your free box of yellow scarves and other materials, schoolchoiceweek.com. Yeah, and if you want, if you're at a school or with the family that you want to set up your own National School Choice Week event, also please go to schoolchoiceweek.com and let Andrew and his team know that you're one that you're going to do it, that you're doing your own event and stuff too. It's a it's a lot of fun to do, and just when you, especially when you can get a lot of kids there, you can just see their faces light up when you're talking about school choice. Yeah, and that's the best part about it. These events are not dry; they're not boring; they're a lot of fun. And we want people to get the most out of them. So don't be daunted by the idea of planning an event. You can do something small. You can do an activity. Um, and we provide some, some great free resources to help you do it. Cool. So remember, everybody, go pre-order the School Choice Roadmap, Seven Steps to Finding the Right School for Your Child. And you can find that at schoolchoiceroadmap.com, how to pre-order. And please go do that and just help spread the message of how important and how vital school choice is for every child in this country. Every child deserves access to a quality and safe education. And that's something Andrew is really good at promoting. And I am so glad to actually know you, Andrew. I just want to thank you for being on our podcast today. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And thanks for your support. And listeners, I want to thank you as well on behalf of the Heartland Institute. If you're, this is the first time you're joining us today, listeners, please check out Heartland's website, heartland.org, as we continue to track education choice issues across the country and be able to talk to people like Andrew and about his new book. And make sure to also go to our PolicyBot website on heartland.org. It's your one-stop shop for free market solutions to public policy problems. And if you're hearing one of these podcasts for the first time, make a point to subscribe to our daily podcast. And thank you so much for joining us and make sure to have a great day. Hey, listeners of the Heartland Daily Podcast. We really hope we'll see you on October 4th for the Heartland Institute's 35th anniversary benefit dinner featuring the one and only Glenn Beck. And you don't want to miss this special night with Beck speaking on our theme for the evening, Stopping Socialism. Join us on October 4th at the Cotillion in Palatine, Illinois. Tickets and tables are going fast, so visit heartland.org to reserve yours today. And we'll see you there with Glenn Beck.